Hi, this is Karen Kelly, and you're listening to An Appetite for Life. There's a great mix on this show with various topics, amazing guests, and the occasional celebrity guest. So my guest today is Amila Shabik, who is the CEO of Urban Bloom podcast boutique so welcome Amelia it's great to have you on the show today thank you so much Karen thank you for having me so this is an elite podcast booking agency isn't it so when did you start when did you start Urban Bloom podcast oh wow it started in the middle of the pandemic basically I I was a you know I was a stay-at-home mom with three kids and when pandemic hit we were locked in like everyone else like the rest of the world and I like I always loved um, freelancing I had a couple of clients who for whom I was a virtual assistant and I was um, working all kinds of different things but then I was like I would like to use my because I have a background in journalism I have a bachelor's degree in journalism so I was like I would like to use my diploma, right? And do something that really makes sense for me to do because I was studying for so many years to get there. And then, you know, my diploma stands and collects dust. And so, and so I figured, you know, podcasting is um, on the rise. And especially at that time, like it was literally exploding because all of the people are listening to podcasts or starting their own. So it was it went crazy, didn't it? What what's that all about? It's like suddenly overnight, it's all about podcasting, and everyone's yeah. talking about it. It's in all the movies now, or the series. They throw it in there, don't they? Yeah, but it. I mean, it's justified because I feel like podcasts are really something that's you know very intimate that's very that can be very vulnerable that can be very educating and so people just you know some people even join in for fun you know so entertainment and that's why it's so powerful and that's why it literally exploded in you know especially during those times when everyone was at home and all they had was Netflix and you know podcasts yes so so and they're one hour one hour a day they're allowed to go out and exercise <laughs> <laughs> yeah and if they if they have kids small kids then they don't even have that hour <laughs> no yeah I get it I get it yeah so yeah it was um it was only natural for me to just go into like PR was always something that I really enjoyed uh, doing and it was only natural for me to just go in podcasting industry and just do PR for other people. And it turned out to be the best decision of my life. And also on the back end of that uh, PR, podcasting is the number one marketing tool, isn't it? Yeah, today, today especially. Yeah. So let's talk about Urban Bloom Podcast Boutique. Great name, by the way. Where did the name come from? Oh, I don't, I don't even remember. It was like... <laughs> What I, when I was naming my, my business, I was like, okay, let me think of the words that sound fun, that sound good, that sound modern, that sound, you know, um, inviting. And like, I basically just Googled and I came up with this name. It doesn't really have any, um, any specific meaning. (laughs) 
sounds it's great. just it sounds something very sophisticated yeah that that was exactly what I was looking for so thank you <laughs> yeah, it does it does so what's unique about urban bloom well I know that there are a lot of podcast booking agencies out there and I think that all of them are doing good job I when I was starting out I was actually a part of one of the booking agencies as someone who was um, searching through podcasts and you know getting clients on on podcasts Um, and I literally learned how not to work like I literally learned how I don't want to be running my business Ah, okay yeah because it it really ends up to sending out you know 100 emails in two or three days and scheduling your clients on podcasts that any kind of podcast that would say yes and because even I get those emails sometimes where it just might not be relevant to my audience exactly exactly and it's just you know um the the strategy I mean they literally don't have any strategy you know yeah and so I, when I was starting out, I, I had this idea of how I don't want to be running my business. And when I decided I want to go all in, like I had zero experience in online business. I didn't really know what I was doing. So I bought a course that I thought I needed, ended up being something totally irrelevant at that moment. So a waste of my $1,000 that I didn't oh, really no. have. You could have got yeah. a new handbag with that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, but anyways, I, I, it was a lesson. So yeah. I'm grateful for it. So then I hired a coach who taught me how to start my online business and how to actually, you know, boost my confidence and start getting my clients. And not long after that, I signed a few clients, like first clients, which was really amazing. And especially because I was very new at that point. And I like I knew what I was doing, but I was really insecure if I was going to be able to get the results for my clients that I promised. And, you know what, as the time passed, I... I taught myself to believe more in myself because I've seen the transformations. I've seen the results I, I got from my clients and I, I've seen how grateful they are and where they are in their business right now because of those podcast appearances. So, um, so yeah, I mean, what is different about Urban Bloom is that I have this approach especially with my clients, I provide luxury client experience. I want my clients to feel like they're the only one. I want my clients to feel like they're very special. I want them to feel taken care of. That's why I send gifts. I send weekly reports. I send, you know, flowers. I send like, I literally take care of them so much that they're at, at one point they're like, Oh my God, Amala, I didn't really expect this, you know? So, um, so I would say client experience, but also the personal approach to the host that we pitch our clients to. 
So I've seen a lot of pitches in my life throughout this career that I have, and most of them are not good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when, I, when I've seen um, various agencies maybe contact me, or maybe I've looked on these sites myself, um, or, or maybe I've had an email saying, oh, we recommend you to go on this podcast, and then you'd, you'd look at it, and then they're asking for a spiel of why you want to go on that podcast. And it's like, oh, my goodness. Um, well, I've been recommended to go on it and I've got to sell myself to go on it. So I, I, I don't bother, basically. But it's something that as podcasters, we need to do more of that. Yeah. And go on each other's shows and, and help each other and share each other's audiences sort of thing. So for you, you it's, you're quite choosy. You're not just anybody can, can sign up to your agency and think, yeah, I'm going to be a guest they've really got to fit certain exactly. criteria, haven't they? Yes. So when I was starting out, like everyone, I think I think that, that that happens a lot with newbies in online business is that they don't niche down. Yeah. They are like, I want to serve everyone. I can help anyone. Whoever reaches out to me, I'm, si I'm signing them and, and, you know, all that jazz. So when I was starting out, I was thinking I could serve everyone. And then after a couple of fails <laughs> with the wrong clients, I was like, I can't do this anymore. I need to figure out like who I want to serve and just stay in that niche. So right now I'm serving only coaches and authors. So those are my target audience. And those are the people that come to me that I naturally attract. Like I, there must be some kind of magnetic thing to me what that, you know, really attracts them. And, um, and so, yeah, you can definitely serve everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So what podcast shows are you working with at the moment then that would concentrate on authors say in particular? Yeah. So when it comes to pitching our clients to any kind of podcast, we don't really have, um, just like with, with all humans, like we're all different and each coach, each author that comes to us is different with all types of different audiences. So when we start working together, we go through the strategy um, with them, making sure that we actually know who they are talking to so that we can find those people. Like what podcasts are they listening to? Um, what, you know, because you are, you can be an author in, for example, a spiritual world, but you're also a mother and you're also someone who enjoys fitness and you're also someone who enjoys cooking. And, you know, all of those people are, really separated in all kinds of different categories and you have to be able to find them and that's what we do we make sure to have all different kinds of angles that our client can speak about so that we can find people wherever they are whether it's culinary shows um, whether it's parenting shows whether it's health and fitness shows or spirituality business whatever it is we make sure to find them. And that's, that's key to us. We don't just um, have like this specific list of 1000 shows that we always pitch our clients to. No, we go and we create an individual strategy for each client so that we have individual approach to each, um, to every pitching. 
So what do podcasters look for in the guest or host of the show? What do they look for in a guest? Mm -hmm. So most of the podcasts are looking to grow. So every host wants to naturally grow their audience. And by having a guest on their podcast, they are exposed to that guest audience. So the requirements are pretty much always the same, but it's not something that is actually required. It's very optional. And not every host will ask you to do this, but, um, but I always talk to my clients before they, before we even start working together and tell them, like, if you want to be a good guest, if you want to be a guest that gets invited a lot, if you want to be a guest that is, um, that is engaging with the audience, you have to do your due diligence. So listen to a few episodes of the show, um, create like some create a story in your head about what you want to talk about that will be interesting to that audience because if that audience is not interested in what you have to say and does not see the value in what you're talking about then you're not going to be interesting to them you're not going to be um, engaging enough for them to stay till the end of the show so all of those things are important to podcasters I know I mean I know I speak for a lot of them and um, I see you nodding your head. Yeah, so I'm nodding I, my head. I can yeah. tell you some stories. I mean, even when I send out a brief to people, I do my research on the guests and, and I've been a guest on some shows and I will never be a guest again. And you think, goodness, how do they survive? But you have to do your research, don't you, as, as a guest. And you have to, obviously, I'm a, as the host of the show, I do my research. But if I'm going to be a guest, maybe listen to a few shows where something might be relevant to what I'm talking about and relate to that sort of thing yeah. or you know mention guest names that have been on before so that host realizes well they are interested they have been listening they have done the homework because it makes a massive difference and also what what can they bring to the table for the podcaster as well what sort not necessarily the following they have but are their audience obviously going to connect and maybe could there be some sort of collaboration going on in the future Exactly. And one, one very interesting point is that a lot of the guests don't really rate and review the podcast they were guests on, which is, which comes as a surprise for me, because if the host has already invited you, if the host, you know, took their time to have you on their show and shared your story with their audience, the least you could do is leave a review. It really takes five minutes yeah. not even that and you will do a big favor a big service to the host that that just had you on their show so yeah. I mean that gets really really overlooked oftentimes I'm guilty and of that as well. I don't think I've even, I, I'm guilty of that. That's all I'm saying. You got to go back now. I've got to go back. <laughs> it's not just that. It's asking, asking for those reviews. That's what I mean. I've not even asked for reviews and you I need should to ask. do. Yes. Oh yes. my goodness. You need to ask. Uh, oh, well, Amina, we're just going to take a short break and we'll be back in a few minutes time. Let me introduce our sponsor, Everything Genetic Limited, specialists in preventative healthcare testing, helping people to identify to see if they are at risk of developing common hereditary cancers and heart conditions. 
Based in Nantwich, Cheshire, they partner with some of the UK's market-leading laboratories, supplying revolutionary genetic tests to healthcare providers and patients for the detection, diagnosis and treatment planning of cancer, heart disease and other illnesses. One of their main aims is to democratise genetic testing, meaning everyone can take control of their own well-being and healthcare to detect any problems at an early stage when they are most treatable. They also offer a COVID testing service which is on the government list, initially launched to support clinical partners who were unable to get patients in during the pandemic. This service enables patients to come back into clinics to resume all important cancer testing and is available through over 200 partner companies. They offer a comprehensive range of coronavirus COVID-19 test kits and services for individuals, healthcare providers and employers. For more information, visit their website, everythinggeneticlimited.co.uk. So welcome back. We're talking to Amila Shabik, who is the CEO of Urban Bloom Podcast Boutique. And we're talking about the perfect guest and where we go wrong and reviews and everything. So one thing that guests really need to get you know, down to the fine art is how to be the best storyteller to keep the audience engaged. How can we be great storytellers? I know that a lot of people think that it's it's something that you need to go to school for. And <laughs> the good thing is you don't. You don't really. Um, we're all born with some skills and other skills we can learn along the way. And storytelling is um, something that comes naturally for some people. But if it doesn't come naturally to you, then it's easy to, to learn it. Um, the most important thing is that you know that you have a story because a lot of the times I hear people saying like, what am I going to talk about? Like, I don't even have a story. But everyone's got a story. Exactly. Everybody. Exactly. You have a story. You have a story. And once you acknowledge that you have a story, you can start writing it down. Like, just start writing. Don't even think about what you're going to write, what comes next just start writing. It can be a story from your childhood. It can be a story from your college. It can be a story from your high school. Whatever it is, just make sure it's something relatable because a lot of the times we're not even aware of the situation where we've, we've, been, in, we've been through something and we think we're alone, but actually we have thousands of people around us struggling with the same thing. It's just that we don't talk about it and no one can know if you don't share it. So if you, I mean, if you think about what inspired you, who inspired you, how did they inspire you? Like all of those things can help you create your own story. And it's really important to have fun, isn't it? And to make people laugh. And be memorable that way as well. Obviously, if it's going to be more of a serious podcast, that's harder. But this is what I want. I always look for good fun, you know, because people will remember a, a hilarious giggle on the show or something. Yeah, I don't, I don't know of a person who doesn't like a good laugh. So <laughs> it's, a, it's an absolute must. Yeah. Absolutely. Unless it's it's a show about, you know, death or yes, funerals or something. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> OK, so let's talk about the benefits of appearing as a guest then on any show. What is the benefit? 
well, for once you create authority with your target audience, because it's it's really hard to stand out these days because of a lot so of the many of them isn't competition. There? Yes. So it's very hard to stand out to let people know I'm different. And so I know that a lot of people are struggling with that and building authority and just making a name of yourself when it comes to your niche is something that podcasting is so powerful in. Because you, when you decide it's not, it's a longevity game. Like that's the, the first things first, like it's a longevity game. It will not bring you results overnight. If you're looking to grow overnight, if you're looking to get what, like 1000 followers overnight or get to one, 100,000 subscribers, you know, through one year, your podcast guesting is not for you. There are plenty of other paid um, marketing strategies that you can use to grow like that. Um, but podcast guesting is a slow growth and it's, it's very, it's very unique approach of creating that authority. It, it has um, a very vulnerable side to it because a lot of the times people on podcasts people share stories that sometimes they wouldn't even share on their Instagram or on their Facebook or wherever they are on their socials. So it's very powerful to just connect with your audience and just have them resonate with you, get them to, get them to know you, get them to like you, and then get them to trust you. That is the factor that is like the ultimate factor when it comes to growing your business and getting, you know, getting your message out there while growing your authority. Yeah. So let's talk about the podcast tours that you do. This is really interesting. Yeah. So podcast tours, it's, it's basically our signature program when it comes to our done for you services. We also have an ed educational side of the, of the agency but when it comes to down for you services, podcast tour is the most popular one. Um, it's a six month or 12 month contract where we place our clients on targeted audience um, on the podcasts uh, for six month contract. It's 24 podcasts. So basically one podcast per week. Wow, so that's a lot, isn't it? And really, they've got to think about their content. They can't say the same thing on every single one, can they? Because they might be. Yeah, but it's every interview is different. However, yeah. if even if you don't want to change your story, even if you want to tell the same story all over again, you're not going to be able to because every interview is different. Every host is different. Every energy is different, you know? So every time it's it, some, some new story comes up, some new um, details comes up, come up for you. So it's not about if you want to like, go straight into your into changing your story but rather like I want to tell, tell my story but I'm going to tell it differently right yeah because yeah. you know yourself don't you if there's a celebrity whether it's an actor or a musician and they've got a book out or a new song out and they're doing their they're doing their rounds and you tune into a few they are saying the same thing aren't they so it's, it's a danger isn't it that you can kind of repeat yourself a bit 
But um, that's great, though, isn't it? One a week. So they're certainly going to get more visibility from that. Exactly. And that's why it's so important to just stick to it, because once you get the hang of it, once you catch that momentum, it just builds, you know. And once you appear on, you know, 10, 12, 15, 20 podcasts, then people are starting to hear your name on all kinds of different sides. And they'll be like, who is this person? Like yeah. if they hear you on a couple of app, of, of podcast, different podcasts, they'll be like, who is this person? I want to see, like, I, I've heard uh, this name rings a bell. Like this name sounds familiar. I need to go and check it out. So yeah. well, it's repetition, isn't it? They're going to be heard. Be seen, exactly. Yeah, be and that's why it's so important to just keep that momentum. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how about the guest? Because is there some kind of call to action that the guest is maybe expected to offer to the audience? Well, usually hosts ask for some some kind of freebie or some yeah. kind of opt-in, but it's not a requirement. It's a good thing if you want to, as a guest, if you want to direct people to somewhere, um, for example, to enter your funnel, but it's not uh, it's not something that is required most of the times. Yeah. So let's just move on to the cost of this service then, um, Amina. So we have authors or coaches that come to you and they want to take part in a six month podcast tour. What sort of cost are we looking at? Yeah. So the investment is really nothing comparing to what you get. Yeah. Um, the exposure you get throughout those six months or 12 months, depending on what you decide, um, is is exponential and it grows every day because of the evergreen nature of the podcast. So for a six month contract, I charge 1100 per month. And then for a 12 month contract is a 1000 per month. Do you help prepare for the shows and the interviews? Oh yeah, we do basically everything. Like if for every one of our, of, of our clients, we basically fill out all of the forms, we schedule interviews, we do everything for them. It's just, you know, a matter of pressing a bat- button and just entering the Zoom room. That's all our clients need to do when it comes to um, working, when they work with us. What would we do without Zoom? That, that was one great thing that came out of the pandemic. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I mean, I'm still working on Zoom now. I've never gone back to a studio as such that I used to hire. It's just so convenient, isn't it? Because then exactly. you've got clients all over the world, I guess, that yeah. can take part. Yeah, I know a lot of people use also StreamYard or some other platforms to things. record. Yeah, but I think Zoom is the most common one. And I know that almost 95% people of people that I know use Zoom to record. Yeah, they, know, they know how to navigate around it, don't they? So is there anything I've missed? I don't want to miss anything out from Urban Bloom Podcast Boutique. Is there anything else you'd like to add before we bring this podcast to a close today? Yeah, I would just like to invite people to join my Facebook group if they are wanting to learn how to get themselves on podcasts. I talk all about it. I give free tips. I give free tricks. I give free advice on how to get yourself on podcast, how to create that pitch, how to be a great guest, whatever it is all around podcast guesting. 
I talk about it in my Facebook group. I believe it's the link is going to be in the in the show notes. Yeah, well, so, shout them out anyway. I'll put the link in there as well. But let's shout them out from the from the rooftops. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. So, so the Facebook group is called Podcast Casting, um, and then I have my website. It's called UrbanBloomBoutique.com, and I'm also on Instagram, Amala Shabich. You can find me there, and. I think that that is all. <laughs> yeah, I will definitely put the links on, don't worry, on this show. Oh, it's been such a delight talking to you today. You are absolutely gorgeous, insiding out. You, you lighten up the room. And uh, congratulations on all that you do. And I wish you all the best for the future. Karen, thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed our conversation. You've been listening to my podcast, Appetite for Life, also supported by sponsor, Dane Bank House Dental Practice, where happiness starts with a smile. Would you like to be a guest on this show? Or maybe you're interested in a sponsorship package. For any further information, you can find me across various social media platforms as Karen Kelly Podcasts, or send me an email, karenindakelly at btinternet.com.